a nation in decline. We are a We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. that has the highest inflation in over 40 years, where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history, and we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan, leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We are a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We are a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. We are a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again.
everybody. Welcome to episode 83 of the Patriot Review. This is called The Propaganda Game. I wanted to play that video to get us in the right mindset, and the thought that I could not help having from watching that, I've watched it a number of times, but uh, the thought is that we are a nation of people. We are a nation of, of patriots. We are not a nation of government. We are not a nation of uh, what we've seen in, in the recent past and uh, the uniparty agenda. We are not a nation of slaves to a government, and we are going to get our nation back. And I think that that commercial, that ad, really shows exactly what we need to do. And also, it also says to me quite cl clearly that Trump is running again, and he hasn't announced that yet, of course, but I fully believe he will. Now, we're talking about propaganda today. I have uh, Soslin Timonson coming back. He, as you may know, if you saw him on my show before, um, was in Georgia, not the state of Georgia, but Georgia, one of the last times that uh, Russia was allowed to, to go wild. And he has seen communism, and uh, he has a lot to say about um, about what's going on in our country. And he was also president January 6th and got picked out of the crowd for... Um, I guess being an agitator, but he uh, he he talks about uh, in my interview with him. He talks about what he was really doing there briefly, and I wanted to show that. And then I also have, you know, there's all kinds of propaganda. There's all we're being hit from every different side, and I, I wanted to highlight uh, Hamilton Liberty Academy, which will be in segment two. This is now a, a school, an alternative school, a, a patriot school. Uh, with a little bit of a twist. It has a lot of art integration into the everyday lessons that our students should be learning, which is, of course, history, math, uh, civics, science, etc., etc. Um, so stick around for that one as well. What I wanted to do first, though, was talk to you about and read you an article that Nina May had put out, and Nina has been on my show talking about January 6th. She's going to appear in the documentary uh, which includes the topic of January 6th. And she wrote an article, and uh, it's it's so good I want to share it, I want to read it. So I'm going to put it up on screen as I go, but the podcast uh, listeners obviously need me to read it for them, so I will do that. So this is called The Raid Heard Around the World, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm just going to go through this. And... Um, I'd love for you to comment on it, and I've shared it on my social media, by the way. If you're not uh, on my social media sites, you can go to Gitter, you can go to Parlor, you can go to uh, pretty much all of them, and you can find the Patriot Review there, and I'd love it if you'd follow, so that would be great. So the first, the first uh, part of this... Uh, article really deals with the history. So it starts, it says, the one thing through the years that has kept the public trust in the FBI was that we thought that they were always the good guys. We all knew that we were safe from Mar-a-Lago type invasions because we knew we were innocent. We'd done nothing wrong and there was no way the FBI would go do a dawn raid on an innocent person like Roger Stone or Paul Manafort, right? We should have saw it then. And I think most of us did. Um, but then she goes on. Then you think about how they bugged and wiretapped MLK because the Democrats were still clinging to their belief that a segregated society is a polite society. 
They were still smarting from their defeat in the Civil War because they really loved their slaves. That slavery mentality was dragged through decades of separate but equal slogans while a very comfortable system of the New Deal plantation was erected. Just ask Herschel Walker, Candace Owens, Clarence Thomas, etc. What happened to them when they dared leave that plantation of groupthink and victimization? I've heard uh, Candace speak several times about this, and uh, I watched the Clarence Thomas uh, hearings, which were disgraceful, and Biden was one of the main issues there. Okay, so she goes on, Biden will be happy to remind them that they ain't black enough if they don't vote for him, right? This old white guy who is living in a segregated mindset. Does anyone remember uh, Elian Gonzalez hiding in the closet with armed soldiers pointing loaded guns at him? That was an indication that these people were getting out of control. We have seen a slow slide to a police state through the years. Peter Navarro and leg irons in a public arrest. Michael Flynn set up by the FBI uh, with the head guy laughing about it as if it was a joke to destroy someone's life. And now several J6 attendees who weren't even in the Capitol were set up and fingered by the FBI informants and producers who set the whole thing up. These victims, their victims, are still in jail. And by the way, uh, go to j6.org and you can donate there. Uh, Go back, check out my episode with Jake Lang as well. Uh, She goes on, the FBI has become a domestic terrorist group, yet they have the cojones to say traditional symbols of liberty like the Betsy Ross flag, the Gadsden flag, anything to do with the Alamo, etc., are icons of white supremacy uh, and domestic terrorism. Okay, we need to add to that. The FBI blue jacket, which is as of August 8th, become the ultimate symbol of terror. That same dichotomy of thought is prevalent in our political system, judicial, economic, and even cultural systems. They have successfully erected walls of segregation where the second-class citizens of our conservative, Christian flag-waving Trump supporters, they are incarcerated under a different set of rules than their self-appointed gatekeepers. Boy, have we seen that. The fact that Hillary Clinton and her hound dog husband can get away with murder is troubling. Well, at least at least keeping top secret classified documents on her personal server, faxed by her maid, to other unsecured locations, including a man who lives in admiration of his manhood. Nothing happens to her. She just puts on a really stupid tone-deaf hat that basically proves the point I'm making. Seriously, Hillary, you have, you have just proven that the so-called smartest woman in the world is dumber than dirt. Now, not an insult to dirt, of course. I'm curious if the archives were able to uh, tape back the historic State of the Union address that Pelosi so ceremoni- ceremoniously uh, tore in half, actually thinking Trump cared. But the archives apparently do care when someone, even the Speaker of the House, destroys historic documents. Oh, you mean they didn't? Hmm. No midnight raid to find that invisible scotch tape we all love? So, as we are seeing from the influx of people over the southern border, we are thinking there is a bit of similarity to the raid on the president. These young men literally are marching into our country with no documents, no masks, no vaccine, oh, and no uniforms. That is the only thing that separates them from an invading army. That is true. We could get a whole topic about uh, uh, the 
being at war and requesting a war under the War Powers Act with uh, basically terrorists, uh, an ununiformed army. Uh, so it's it's like the FBI uniforms that galvanize a group of petty thieves into a legal terrorist mafia type crime syndicate fully supported and defended by the same destroyers of the rule of law. It's like Hillary in her stupid hat bragging that these thugs hit the house next door and left her and Bill alone. There are so many questions searching for answers like, where was the Secret Service to challenge this morning raid on a president of the United States? What if he had been there and the FBI came bursting in with guns blaring? Would the Secret Service have met them with force, not knowing what they were doing, busting down the doors with guns? Do they follow the rule of law that the left is now suddenly concerned about? Why didn't they allow the lawyers in? Yeah, good question. And why didn't they allow the lawyers in on the uh, so-called J6 hearings? Were the were there where their innocent were there innocent people in the building who could have been hurt with which sorry with such reckless activity little eye problem and can someone get the name of the guy who raided Melania's clothes I'm dying to know what size she is and who her favorite designer is the inquiring minds of the archivists want to know too it could be a most favored nations issue if she has more Italian designers in her wardrobe as opposed to French designers. The G7 better look into that. I love her. Very intelligent, witty sarcasm. And think about it. President Trump will always be President Trump, and everything he touches in the privacy of his own home could be said to have archi archival privileges. Did anyone happen to tell him that? Before he moved home, enjoying his My Pillow Giza dream sheets, not realizing the federal government has a right to strip the bed and put them into the Smithsonian? How could he be so careless? That means that all these agents were defiling historic items, documents, furnishings that are now a part of history. Look at any home of past presidents that are roped off and preserved. Go to the Reagan Ranch, for example, and the bedroom is just how they left it, and it's a part of history. Let's imagine it was discovered that Reagan possibly had a hidden thumb drive of top-secret material in his home at Rancho del Cielo. Would the FBI be authorized and justified to tear up that cute little ranch on unsubstantiated accusations? If the items out of the White House are considered historic and belong to the people because the president touched them or had something to do with them, drawing on a map, signing a photo, receiving a paperweight from a world leader, then items of his own home would have the same weight of historical significance of the passage of time. But what about when he is out of office? He is still the president, which means that everything he touches, draws on, interacts with in his home should have that same type of significance of the passage of time. I had to say that twice in honor of Kamala. <laughs> Kamala. The FBI has solidified Donald Trump's support. I doubt if anyone will challenge his primary now. He is a martyr for liberty. Amen. A living legend, a leader of this movement, the historic movement of freedom versus oppression. And it's not about the man anymore. It's, it's a movement that was started by the Democrat Party, the deep state operatives, the CCP, the clueless Marxists who are working overtime to destroy this country. Like I said uh, in the open, um, country of, of people, a nation of people, we the people, and I think we're pissed. 
The sleeping giant yawned a little in 2020, in the election of 2020, believing no one could possibly vote for a feeble old sock puppet, puppet who never came out of his basement and couldn't get more than eight people in a circle to hear him ramble incoherently, reminding us that Corn Pop was a bad dude. So, if there's a takeaway in all this, follow the corruption in the FBI that has been significant with the passage of time from wiretapping and bugging of MLK to destroy him to the fake white supremacists threatening Governor Whitmer, which has been exposed and the media doesn't cover, uh, to the total control, infiltration, and production of the January 6th insurrection, in quotes, which led to the laughable, embarrassing Liz Cheney show trials. Now, Liz is going to pay for that. I just saw an article uh, about voters in Wyoming and how many of them have now turned over to the Republican Party. So thank you, Liz, for that. Uh, So, bottom line, the reason they came in with such force, knowing President Trump was not there, not allowing any lawyers to come in, is simple. They were planning bugs, wiretaps, cameras, and other surveillance devices known to man. The Trumps need to hire experts with the most sophisticated equipment to go over their house with a fine-tooth comb. They need to bring chemists in wearing hazmat suits to check every corner of that house for hidden drugs, dustings of fentanyl on the bedroom door handles, highly toxic mold spores, and the type of high-frequency devices found in the hotels in Cuba that were slowly driving the guests, mostly U.S. diplomats, nuts. They want us to look at the shiny object, which is Trump doing something so horrible that it justified this type of unlawful, uh, agrarious action on the part of the government. Egregious, sorry. They are looking at what the FBI wants them to see, not the real purpose for the whole ruse. Another very evil ploy would be what they threatened to do to Cheryl Atkinson's husband if she didn't cooperate with them. Look it up. Or they might frog march one of the sons just as he is getting on an airplane like they did with Peter Navarro. Do liberals really, really, really think this will not happen to them? Do they remember a woman named Martha Stewart who dared ask someone about the status of a stock (laughs) and she spent time in jail? Boy, um... I know that our our, our congressmen and women on bo- in both uh, parties on both sides of the aisle could be looked at for that, couldn't they? So she ends. That was a sign that they were gearing up for full deployment. So that's the article. Um, I put a link to um, Nina's or Nina's uh, website for you, and you can check that out. So obviously, I need to go back and get my eyes checked. Uh, obviously, um, very well done. The the article really addresses it like it is. It really brings out some of the history for us to think about. And we are um, being victimized and categorized simply for believing in what America originally stood for. We all know that. We've all seen that. We've seen the DOJ. We've seen Garland call uh, moms and dads who who uh, are justifiably upset at the curriculum at schools, talking in school board meetings, calling them terrorists, etc. In the meantime, they let the real terrorists come across the border without so much as a whimper. So uh, let me know what you thought of that. You can uh, go to uh, Renaissance Women. That's uh, 
Nine of Sight and check that out as well. She uh, makes some great films, so please do that. And also, just as I said, please remember the j6.org, uh, j6truth.org website and donate to that as well. I'm going to be right back with my interview with Soslin. Hey, Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR. That stands for The Patriot Review. That's TPR or call 800-519-9927. That's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself. I can tell you they are the best quality bar none. So go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now. Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner. Today, I address you not only as a citizen of the United States, but as an American, standing for all humanity. We are faced with the gravest of challenges. For the first time in the history of our nation, technology has been activated that attacks our Constitution with the capacity to destroy our future. Absolute proof of the biggest cyber attack in history. It's a takeover of our country. We must remove voting machines and any electronic devices from all elections forever. All of you praying with us need to know we have the tools and evidence to prevent catastrophic results and we can secure our freedom. Everything that can be done to prevent this disaster is being called into service. The human drive for excellence, knowledge, Every step of the ladder of experience has been taken to expose the truth. Let's take their country. How are we going to do it? Let's use it with computers so we don't even have to fire a shot. Data experts have worked countless hours to bring forth the truth to the American people. This is a war on national security. This is a war between good and evil. This is a war that will affect what our country becomes. I just want to know everyone out there, all the evil that's out there, we are never quitting till we get to the truth, ever. Through all the chaos that is our history, through all of the wrongs and discord, through all the pain and suffering, through all our times, there is one thing that has nourished and elevated our souls, and that is our faith in God and courage. We must be brave. And I encourage you to use this time at home to get back in the Word, read our Bibles, and spend time with our families. 
We will get through this and get back to a place that's stronger and safer than ever. Elections have consequences. These selections are transforming the spirit of our country. The focus of the entire nation must be on this event, the moment of truth. God gave me a platform for a voice for such a time as this. We as a people must stand for the American dream. One nation under God for liberty and justice for all. If the election of 2020 didn't happen, we would never, ever, ever have gotten to this great place we're going to get to. Trust me on that, ever. This was all God's plan, and we are in the greatest revival for Jesus in history. God bless you all. Thank Mike you. Lindell presents live the Moment of Truth Summit on frankspeech.com. Sign up now. Just wanted to say quick that I will be there for that. I'm looking forward to that. I was invited and I'm looking forward to meeting and networking some of the uh, other content providers and of course Mike Lindell and other people that are going to be there. It's going to be really cool. I'm not going to ha therefore have my regular Sunday show. I will be providing some um, small updates as the event goes on so you can check that out uh rumble cloud hub i'll be streaming too so check those out and now i'm going to go to soslin i'd like to welcome to the show mr soslin temison you have been on the show a couple times and we have talked a little bit about your background where you came from what your beliefs are as far as uh america's concern and what you see happening but one thing that comes up and is always is is always ever present is this whole situation with january 6th with the hearings and everything else that's going on and i wanted to talk with you a little bit about some of the events that have happened to you personally now you were there on that day so you have a very unique perspective mm -hmm. and um you even appeared in the uh, newspaper or several several articles i guess not just one but could you share a little bit about what that was oh absolutely well first of all i just want to state that no i am not an fbi operative that's number one uh number two i did not come in with a i did not work with any group that's number two all right now number three okay if you look at the article if you look at certain different papers it stated that i helped people in and I was guiding people. No, I was knocking the guy's arm down and telling them not to break the window. That's number that's number three. So <clears throat> it was interesting because um, the, the articles that came out against me was slapping me out all those three that says, no, those are completely false. Um, and so I th it was more of a political uh, pawn scheme and it was more of just ratings. Hey, we're let's throw three random people in because this guy looks like you know, he has a Harley Davidson jacket, which I do, and well, he's young. So let's just just throw his try to get his career ended. Well, you know what? What I you know I saw the pictures. Um, and those I, were. What did you think of those candid cameras, huh? Well, you know, I think the whole thing was a scam. I think that it sure. was America's Reich dog fire. I think that it's a false flag. I think that there's plenty of evidence out there. There's also plenty of evidence that's not been seen the 14,000 hours of videotape I think the videotape of Ashley Babbitt being shot is horrendous and it's flat-out murder mm -hmm. I think 
uh, you know, that the three other people that died that day uh, that were Trump supporters were also murdered. Um, you know, but that's my opinion based on the evidence I've seen in the meat. The problem is the media will pick up and run with something like a picture of a person like your picture where you really can't tell what you're doing. And if you're in the crowd, so what? You have every right to be in the crowd protesting the election or or whatever. I mean, you're you're you know, you have you have freedom of speech. And right now, you know, just uh, uh, a couple episodes ago, I interviewed Jake Lang from prison. Jay Sixer, who's an outstanding American patriot, who really probably saved two lives that day. And yet, you know, he has been really tortured as a political prisoner, you know, for you know well over a year now. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I think the whole thing is being used by the left, you know, that even the hearings that they're having, they don't have the minority uh, uh, attorney uh, present that's supposed to be. It's all it's all a show, and I think that maybe you fell victim to that same thing that, you know, if they can get a picture that they can turn into something else to fit the narrative, that they'll do it at any time. Absolutely, and even those hearings, they those hearings are so they're the ones that are spreading misinformation because there's one there's this one particular person that was driving President Trump's limousine where apparently she uh, it was a it was a victor adjical show it was stating that hey you know this is what i experienced and stuff but she said that what kind of said what kind of said okay if anyone believes her they really must be stupid and sure well, you're talking about the the gal who said that he was abusive towards a secret service agent and yeah, and it was off. easily yeah, and she committed she committed perjury because yeah. it was easily proven that he was in an SUV, never in a limo that day. Yeah. So, you know, and then and then the secret secret service came back themselves and said it was a, a complete lie. You know, and the whole thing is a complete lie, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the fact is that she wasn't held accountable. Like, what? How come she wasn't charged with perjury and contempt in Congress, while Steve Bannon, who was a who's a fighter and stuff. He got charged two counts of. Bannon's uh, getting off. Bannon, you know, Bannon, if it goes, now he has to get through the, the district court and the district court is left, is lefty. So he may not get off there, but uh, eventually at the Supreme Court, he's going to get off because, uh, you know, they wouldn't allow the evidence that he, that, uh, that Trump uh, used executive privilege and that also protects. But by. And uh, so Bannon's going to get off on that because, um, you know, they're just going after him because of what he says and what he does. And they hate him because it, because he's an American, because he's a patriot, because he believes in the Constitution. And these fascist leftists, globalist, this cabal of both Democrats and Republicans, you know, are fighting basically for their power. And, and like they say, you know, when you're over target, you know it because it's when they attack you. So, well, and another thing is that, you know, you, you also have to be like, another thing is that you also have to be educated, you know, and half of these people, they don't really want to educate themselves. You know, they, they want, they would rather be more focused on uh, mis spreading misinformation and gaslighting. And 
you know, half of those people, like, for example, you look at Liz Cheney, she's going to be primaried out in August. Mm -hmm. um, so all they're trying to do is, and if anyone is looking at this, they are, why is this being prolonged? And no one really understands why this is being prolonged, because that's all they have. Yeah, that's all they have until November. So they're trying to prolong this uh, until mm -hmm. midterms. And it's getting very old. And I don't know who else is paying attention besides your left swinging pot smoker basement dwellers that are uh, throwing Antifa signs all over. No, besides that, but like other than that, the rest of this country wants to get back to work. We have bigger issues to worry about. Well, right? even the Antifa groups are, yeah, even the Antifa groups are, are shrinking. Uh, President Trump, Trump gave a speech in Washington, D.C., first time he's been back yesterday. <clears throat> there was an Antifa group who was out front, um, and it was a very small group. And that, that was in D.C., which surprised me. And then they self-identified themselves by you know, holding on to a big sign that said loser, which I thought was perfect. <laughs> perfect, uh, yeah. But uh, so, but let's get back to you personally. So you've had this uh, article. I know you've you've had a, um, you know, uh, some attention because of that. Has that continued, or is that kind of dropped off? Uh, well, so <clears throat> with this articles or these articles that came out, um, I have I was. I was on the communication director for the Robert Rother State Senate campaign. I was on his campaign and I was his communication director. Well, I was like, go because of the article. And so it was kind of a fraudulent move. And it was my bad. He was on your show. And I would like to apologize. Uh, that was my bad. I thought he was a true patriot, but uh, it, he was exposed. And oh, no, that's fine. I mean, I'm uh, I, people can make their own decision. I, you know, I don't. Um I welcome him. I, I'd welcome him back again. I, you know, if people, uh, if he wants to answer questions or say anything, you know, but, but again, today we're talking about you and, and the consequences. So, yeah. So you, sh you actually had some personal consequences that affected your ability to participate in the political process. Yeah. And you also obviously were kind of shut down and there are also some financial implications to it, if I understand it correctly. Um, so, I mean, again, you know, the, the people who, the viewers who haven't or listeners who haven't heard uh, you before, now you, you come from uh, basically Russia, right? I mean, you're not, yeah. uh, you, you weren't born in America, so you've seen all this crap before. And, you know, I think that it's, 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 it's interesting to see, and it's happening more and more, that people who weren't born in America and come from Eastern Bloc countries or Cuba or South America, like Venezuela, you know, they're sounding alarm bells. In the meantime, we got this doofus, this this impersonator uh, that was planted in the White House that is throwing, has thrown our borders wide open. And to me, that's committing treason every day, um, you know, so... Uh, what are your thoughts when you see what's going on and what's your impression of what America should be like? What what runs through your head? So what's going on right now and what I think personally, um, so as a person that fled communism, I think my heart just cries out. Um, my heart is just absolutely just saddened by what I see and saddened by how we, how a nation that has, I thought, had moral grounds. I thought it was it's disappointing to see it going crumbling. It's also disappointing to see it just 
you know, the people are not allowed to achieve the American dream anymore because now we're getting to a point where we get taxed everything and we get taxed heavily. And another thing is, is that you look at the whole border situation. You don't know what's going to come across. You don't know what's coming across the border. You know, you have drugs, you have all these other things going on. And you look at other countries that have, you know, you look at all other countries that have open borders and there's America's got to be one of the dumbest countries. Well, there's not there's not any other there's not any other countries that really have wide open borders, are there? Britain does and France, but look at what we oh, see. No, no, they don't. I mean, no, they, they don't, don't. They don't have wide open borders. And, you know, both of them have paid a heavy price for the number of, um, of I would say, radicalized Muslims who come exactly. in. And um, yeah, and and the same thing is going to happen here. And, you know, the left likes to characterize us as, you know, racists and Islamophobe and all this other stuff. When all we are saying is that every country has the right to know who is coming in in because it's the federal government's obligation to protect its citizens. You can't protect your citizens if you don't know who's coming in, period. So there has to be a border. There has to be a border and it has to be strictly controlled. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, like I said, I think that that uh, the Biden administration, I think there are many people within the administration uh, for immigration is, is concerned, committing treason every day. Just like I would say that the whole COVID pandemic, there are people like Fauci who has committed treason and crimes against humanity on top of that. But yeah. um, so I want the viewer to, to kind of get to know about about you, what you're doing. Um, I know you have uh, a podcast. Would you like to talk about that for a minute? Yes. So I have a podcast called Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. And I also am very heavily active in the community as well. Uh, so if you follow my – I just recently got on Frank Social. Um, and so I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I'm also on Truth Social. And if you are if you are interested uh, listening to my podcast, it's called Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the finish line. We do daily episodes. Um, they're about like 17 minutes long. There is just words of encouragement. Um, I also do a lot of guest appearances on uh, Patreon, like on your show, and also on other couple shows. Uh, and I'm very active in that way as well. So, uh, what is your what is your username on on the social media sites? So my so Facebook is Soslin S O S L A N T E M A N S O N, and then my Instagram is Soslin Timson twenty twenty four, and then my true social is uh, Sosman seventeen seventy six, and last but not least, um, or no, my true social is Sosman twenty twenty four, and I'm so I got so many social media sites, <laughs> a lot of handles. I, yeah, I have a lot of handles. Uh, but my Frank social is Sauceman1776. And from then, uh, I'm also on Getter as well, which is, uh, I think it's the same thing as Sauceman. Um, and so you're welcome to follow me. I'm very active. Um, and if you want to reach out to me uh, to ask any questions, to get any pictures, because I do dive research and stuff, um, you're welcome to just shoot me a message. So. I want to say thank you so much, Jeff, for allowing me to be on for a little bit. So it's been a huge yeah, blast. Absolutely, absolutely. Keep keep me in the loop on what happens if there's any you more, are. any more and blowback, I, and and you know we'll we'll have you back on and talk about that. And 
Um, you know, as the uh, as the midterms get uh, closer, we'll also have a conversation about what what uh, yeah. you can expect in that. So I appreciate uh, you being on. And folks, check out uh, the podcast. Check out. I'll put some uh, links in the the description below so people can find you. Uh, I appreciate you and uh, keep on fighting the good fight, Sazlan. Amen, brother. So there you have it there, Sazlan Timison. Now. Since I've had him on before, the whole thing with the newspaper, you know, came into play and just shows you the theme of today's show of propaganda and how, uh, as Nina May pointed out, you know, you can you can be completely innocent and still be targeted uh, for your beliefs and for exercising your rights, your right to freedom of speech in Sazlan's case. Uh, and we see it more and more every day. Of course, the FBI raid this past week. Uh, is a is a prime example of the lengths to which they're willing to go. And the other thing that I pointed out to Sazlan there that I'd like your feedback on is more and more uh, Latino Americans uh, uh, grown up or live, being born in and growing up in uh, communist states uh, are sounding alarm bells as well as those from uh, Russia and China. Uh, North Korea, you know, people who lived in oppression and understood the value of freedom more more and more are being emboldened and coming out and saying something. And I'd like to know if you see that too. I think if you just look for, search for that, you'll see a lot of uh, people doing so. So the propaganda piece is, is coming at us from all different directions. And the thing is, it takes time, but there are responses being made. And my next guest uh, is an example of that. So the school curriculum that we've all been concerned about over the past couple of years, uh, she has decided to do something about. She has Hamilton Liberty Academy, and it is definitely a, a, a good option for you to look at as a parent if you're concerned about uh, the curriculum and, and CRT and the hypersexualization of children in schools and so on. So I'll be right back with her after this short break. Is only making this worse. There is an answer. Visit Fix the World by clicking the link in the Patreon review show description below to view natural products that can actually protect you from EMF and 5G and even improve your sleep. Skeptical? Get the free Dangers of EMF Radiation ebook free by clicking on its direct link also in the show description. You can also learn more by watching episode 62 of the Patriot Review. Hey Patriots, it's Jeff Wagner. I love my pillow products. I use them. I can say that they are simply the best quality that you will find anywhere. And you can help us all out, all Patriots, including Mike Lindell, and our mission to restore America by going to MyPillow.com today and using code TPR. That stands for the Patriot Review, so it's easy to remember. TPR. Save up to 66%. You can also order by calling 800-519-9927. Again, that's 800-519-9927. 
Thank you and God bless. Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic duty. I'd like to welcome to the show Moira Hamilton. Moira is the headmaster of Hamilton Liberty Academy. And you can check that out by going to HamiltonLibertyAcademy.com. Moira, thanks for being here. It's a pleasure to have you on the Patriot Review. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. I'm so honored to be here. It is indeed a pleasure. And I always like, you know, talking just before the recording started here, we were talking about the number of patriots that have kind of stepped up and the amount of, of people that are now getting re-engaged with this country. And um, when you and I initially were talking about coming on the show, I mean, you have some exciting stuff going on. And I'd like you to talk a little bit about your background and you know, why Hamilton uh, Liberty Academy exists and what your main mission is. If you want, if you'd like to share that with us, that'd be great. Yeah, thank you. Um, I have quite the journey. Um, so starting with my own personal experience of having children, um, we came from the beginning of, a, of foster care. So my husband and I really wanted to do something. We wanted to volunteer and we always have a great connection to the, our youth. So we became foster parents and we ended up adopting a sibling group. So I was able to see from the outside, which is very intense, and they were called what's called medically fragile. These kids were just given to me and a bunch of medica medication and, and they had severe issues. So seeing this though, on the outside of the school system and seeing what they were not doing for, with, our, with our children, seeing with the IEPs and seeing what could I do um, to help our children because they were just like, especially my son who has vision problems, they just like, put him in front of a movie, he'll be fine. He's not going to be anything in the future anyway. And I just don't believe in impossible. So as we started to do things and they started getting healthier and working with them and teaching our own children, we're seeing it fail on the outside. But what really started my journey with becoming an educator is I started going to a community college because working with extreme medically fragile children was something I needed a little break away from. My husband had gone and became a nurse and I went to go take some art classes, right? Just something simple, get away. Okay. Next thing you know, and I love history, right? I love history. Um, so taking different classes, next thing I know, they're like, you have to pick a major. And I ended up graduating valedictorian of my community college and I was actually submitted for a scholarship and I won it. I couldn't believe it. it was called the all arizona academic award excellent so now i'm like what do i do with this i could choose any university in arizona right mm -hmm. i said oh just go online well god did not have that plan for me and so he literally within a matter of months moved us to tucson and i went to the university of arizona i was able to double major there and i was a president of the international honor society which changed my world. If anybody knows about Golden Key, I've won leader, leader um, of the year three different times. I've been able to go to South Africa and Australia and Ethiopia because of these, these awards and meeting great groups of people internationally that believe in leadership, service, and education. And I am very big on service. So in my meantime, when I'm doing my undergraduate, I'm listening to my children and their friends talk about sad things like they have their pathways and they, you know, they can't become this or dang if they were this and they, they you know, minorities will never, you know, I was like, what are you guys talking about? I was like, do you know the scholarships that are 
in the universities for you. You guys can be anything you want. Who's telling you this? Right. So I opened up a little nonprofit on the side called Servicio, and I took these kids everywhere. We worked in the community. We worked with local gardens. We worked and created a, a literacy program in our libraries where we taught littler kids how to speak, younger kids how to speak. So it caught the attention of Columbia and Harvard. I ended up graduating double majors with honors at U of A. And I really chose Columbia because of my husband's um, connection to his great grandfather, Alexander Hamilton. And also being an artist, I thought that would be a really great experience for me. So we moved all the way across the country and I ended up going to the dorms and being at Columbia. But the thing that I saw both at U of A and especially at Columbia was this just radical thought process of, you know, that you are damned if you come from this um, race or you're damned if you come from that race. And excuse my language, but it's it's not that I'm swearing. It's literally you're telling the kids, kids right. children that they're condemned. You're talking about the whole woke uh, CRT right. type of agenda. And you're like, mm -hmm. when, right, when are you ever going to tell these children that they are possible? And when you I look at people like Stephen Hawking I, and, you know, I mean, what a great you're example. You're like, are you for real with this? Right. 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 And then people would really give me hatred at Columbia because I believed in the all youth are possible. And I was just like, this is just so radical. And I, I just had never been so depressed in my life, you know, being here, I thought it was going to be a great experience. So that was the that was the um, the, the final nail the, that uh, drove you into. Uh, you would think you would think I'm like, well, maybe. <laughs> I could be that voice inside of the school system. And, you know, and I was, I taught in COVID through the COVID year during the pandemic. And I taught live just like we are now. And I would get in so much trouble for not doing remote learning assignments. And I never knew why I was under contract. So I'm like, you know, you can either let me go or I'm, I'm going to continue to teach. And I, you know, it's, it's just was really interesting as I saw these kids just cry, literally cry and say, you, nobody's like you, Miss Hamilton. Nobody believes in us like you, Miss Hamilton. You've got to do something. So when my contract was over, um, I got busy and I listened to the youth. I said, if there's nothing like this, then I need to create it. I come from great stock. I believe in, you know, I have a retired military um, naval father who was in the Navy. And I just really believe in our country. And these kids didn't know the Constitution. They didn't even know civil rights. I was like, what do you think Martin Luther King and everyone was fighting for? Because they didn't know that the laws were equal. I said, there's a difference between rights and mentality. Right. You have the same equal laws as I do. Do you not know that? And yeah, like, the whole sense of individual liberty is lost in education these days. Right. And they don't know. No mm -hmm. one's going to tell them, but they're going to tell them that they can choose whatever gender or they can tell them right. that they have to be this or that or mess with their psyche so bad they don't know whether they're coming or going and they're definitely not preparing them for the future. The so what is the what is out. the what is the vision that you have for Hamilton Liberty Academy or the, the <laughs> mission statement if you would? Um, so our, our mission kind of statement, um, I don't have that in front of me, but our mission statement is to take youth and create them to be independent critical thinkers. Excellent. I put them on the pathways for their dreams. As an educator, I tell the youth all the time, it's my job to give you the foundations and to give you the path for you to go and create your dream. That's my job. Right. Right. It's not my job to indoctrinate you. It's my job to educate you and let you make up your mind. I show them, especially, you know, in a journalism class, which we had last year, okay, let's look at both sides of this story. 
or in history, let's look at both the sides of the story. And then you come and tell me, you do the research and you tell me. And it was amazing. And we have a, a different program here. We, we don't believe in all this testing. And I don't think a lot of people know that when your kids go to school, especially in the high schools, they go right onto computers anyway. And right, so you're talking about the standardization and... and uh, right, they're basically greater, yeah. right. So I, I, I don't okay. understand a difference with being online with me or being there, but... So I, one, I, one question I, I have for you is, um, you know, you mentioned COVID and the whole process of education during that uh, shutdown period. Um, you know, I heard a lot of feedback, a lot of comments on the the parents finally you know, actually seeing what you're talking about. And that really has caused a lot of the backlash in the school board meetings and stuff, uh, which is which is justified in my opinion. Um, but um, one thing that I also noticed personally is the, the quality of the, or the lack of quality of the education that, you know, uh, parents were talking about in the whole, the whole online thing, how do you address delivering quality education online and making sure that uh, it's something that people are going to take away and learn how to think critically and, you know, want to seek further knowledge and stuff? What is, how do you do that at Hamilton? Well, the first thing about the COVID year was ridiculous and a quite an injustice to our children. I don't know, I have not necessarily worked in the system before that, but from what I even saw too is children were being pulled out of foundational classes to go to what's called social emotional learning classes. So let's first address that. Social emotional learning is mandated in every lesson plan. It was mandated in every lesson plan I had to create. And it was very interesting how to frame our teachings to this, which is CRT. Right. So you have to understand that those are the same. Um, and I found that really frustrating. Luckily, I taught art. So I was able to really kind of talk, but what I ended up teaching, I had a budget class in, in my art class. We had history in my art class. I can't believe how much I ended up teaching just in the art class. But I saw them being pulled from foundational classes. I saw them going into these remote learnings. I saw teachers just giving passes instead of actually calling and communicating with, with the students. So that, that year was a wreck, but I also think it was a blessing because what parents had to do or were forced to do is be co-teachers. If the teachers aren't there, then who's going to help these kids with these assignments? Right. And I'm really happy they got to see this because I think parents need to be a part of that conversation. It's their children we're teaching. Right. It's, and, you know, that's where we see a flaw in the system right now, too, where they think it's their children. It's not. These children belong to their parents. And what makes us different, too, is even with our students last year, parents can watch anytime. We're live. Mm -hmm. Absolutely can watch. You can see our recordings, which we offer too. You can be a part of, of that. You can see our curriculum, the books we read. We put out syllabuses, almost like in a college format. We have individual student plans. Instead of what um, an individual education plan, we want to know what the student wants with their life, especially in high school. So you have individual individual dedicated pathways of learning. That's right. Based on That's interest, right. based on interest, right? Um, exactly. So, then, um, so one of the things that as a parent I've been frustrated with for a long time is, you know, growing up, we always took the books home. We we cut up the grocery, paper grocery bags, made our covers for our books, and you could see and hold the textbook, and you were you knew what you were being taught, you know, and that has all disappeared with uh, technology. 
so you actually do the syllabus and you you have that material available so parents yeah. can once again go back and actually look at the source material which i think is a great uh a great benefit you know that's something that you're almost left today in today's world you're almost left guessing what content they're pulling through and then the other game that parents need to be aware of is uh you notice uh first they were calling themselves democrat then progressive now liberal the names change but the theory is the same so when they talk about crt and what did you call it again a social emotional learning and from what i hear is now being also rebranded to be radical gender theory so that's something that our school system does too with common core i was just at a national education um, conference in ohio and the key spe keynote speaker was talking about how they rebranded common core to standards so we don't get rid of it we just relabel it right and I, you know so now they could tell parents we don't have crt because now they have gender ideology theory Right. And you're like, just because you change the name does not mean it's it's any different. Right. So that's a point of, a point of emphasis I would really like to put out there that parents, you know, unfortunately, they the whole, um, you know, our society and the, the far left, the radical left, the Marxist, communist, fascist, whatever you want to call them, um, the whole mission is to overwhelm. And they do that on all fronts, whether it's education or it's on the political realm or uh, the media side, I mean, these are attacks that are coming at all times and parents end up, I think, getting frustrated because they're trying to work to provide. And, you know, the, it's gotten to the point where you can't even have a little bit of trust. You have to always verify what's going on in your kid's life. You do. I mean, you, you, I think since the Internet, maybe we've taken that to an advantage, but we should have been on it. Yeah. Social media is such mm -hmm. a destroyer for our youth, even with their own images. Um, my husband, who teaches health, he's also a registered nurse. He was so big and stressed the importance so much of your beautiful image and where you come from and how the social media destroys it and how long they've been doing this with the media and advertising or whatever. How they have warped what you have to be or what you think you have to be instead of right. just focusing on on who you are as a person right and, you know and it's just the kids need to know that they need to see that and it's really amazing that i think i've had a few that are you know one girl actually made an anti-ad against social media because that was one like one of our final things in journalism is to make anti-ads and they could choose whatever their topic was but she went after social media and the negative images every five seconds especially after women I'm right. very proud of that. That's awesome. And, and um, you know, I think the other thing that, that the Internet has done is it's really highlighted the true battle of good versus evil, and that's what we're in. You know, yes. a lot of people don't, they just tend to believe that uh, evil isn't necessarily evil. It's just misunderstood, and that's just not the case. And we see kids committing suicide because of the social media the harassment has reached an all-new level. And, the you know, the things that you would say, uh, even as an adult, the thing, the things that you would not say, looking somebody in the eye, that you say on social media, if you take a step back and you look at some of those posts, you'd think, man, that's that's really not who I am, right? I mean, those there's there's no um, filter because of that the social media, and um, I think our society, our 
you know, in the United States for sure is reflecting that, don't you? I do. I do. So, I definitely think this is a time of good versus evil. So you, so you put up, a Ham, you put up Hamilton uh, Liberty Academy as uh, a way to get back to really common sense and sanity and back to, you know, what was great about our country and our educational system before we went down this road. Right. I mean, that's, that's the, the purpose for it. So what kind of, what can a student anticipate um, at first when they, they first start? How do you handle that student? So what makes us a little different than other schools is we put everything in what we call journals. And it's kind of like a PowerPoint presentation. No, and it's exactly a PowerPoint presentation, actually. And they take their notes every day. They put their projects, take pictures of what they're doing, their writings. Everything goes into this PowerPoint presentation that we download and save, and they turn in every quarter. That's worth 40% of their grade. Their projects are worth another 40%. And so we don't change the curriculum or our textbooks, but we add to them because we're art integrated. We don't believe that every child learns the same way in retention. Mm -hmm. It's something that my master's study went thoroughly into because of the dropout rates. Well, the kids were not engaged. They were not enjoying school. They were finding it hard to accomplish and they would drop out. So how do we engage these students? And I found out with art, and everyone thinks it's painting, and which is lovely, and yes, we do that. But it's also advertising, photography, poetry, creative writing. Right. You know, uh, we took microscope images through our photography. We do science projects. You know, we do gardening. We grew our own herb gardens. I mean, we do cooking. We do so many different things to incorporate art. And then they do these projects. They take progression. They present them. This is a big part of their retention. So what grade levels are you talking uh, about? is what we took last year. Last year was our first year. It went extremely well. Um, one parent, I swear his, the dad joined us just because um, he saw that we gave out Ayn Rand books. Very big <laughs> fan of her. And we read We the, Le we the Living, sorry, last year in our uh -huh. um, ELA class. That was so parallel to see what's going on now. And the kids were picking this out. It was amazing to watch the similarities of, of seeing what's going on in our own administration mm -hmm. and then what was going on in the Republic of Russia at this time. You're like, wow. So, but I love um, Ayn Rand. So, yeah, I like her interview with Mike Wallace. That's right. <laughs> That's really good. Um, so, so the parents, uh, what kind of involvement do you have from the parents' perspective? What, what, uh, what is the normal interaction? Let's let's say of an active parent. Oh, I would love you because I would need a PTA right away. I would love parents to help us spread the word to other parents as advocates and let them know. I mean, because we even offer, you could come in and guest, you know, a class if you want to and join a class just to see how we, we run. But I would love to be parents. We, we meet with them. You know, we, our communication is great. We email um, every week or every, I try to every week, at least a hello, you know, uh, um, how sure. we're doing. Every quarter, for sure, as we have that, we also have the, the individual student meetings, right, the individual student plan meetings that we want the parents definitely to be a part of. As a student may say, I want to be a doctor. Okay, well, then you might want these sciences versus these sciences. You know, it really helps us figure out where that kid's going to go. So there's a lot of parents that would, you know, that are active now that would really love to sit in the classroom but can't do it. But in your case, you're online, you also have videos, right? So mm -hmm. the parents can participate in that way. So that's an advantage for sure. 
um, what uh, is is the cost straightforward or is the cost dependent on class selection? Well, the co cost is per year. And okay. you know, we were really going over this. In fact, when we first did our business plan, we went after the median amount, which was 13,000 in our country. And it just did not set with, well with me. I don't know if it was God talking to me or forefather talking to me. I don't know, but it did not set well with me. And I said that people will not be able to afford this. So I went with 1776 a quarter. And I did that on purpose. It's my mom's even last number. I remember the, the National Sag Foundation and my father's in the military, Alexander Hamilton, we have to. And I felt that was pretty reasonable. And we, we go for a little bit longer than the normal school year. We go from September through June. We okay. went a little longer this last year because we went from COVID and I didn't know where these kids right. came from. Right. And luckily, I'm very thankful for that because these kids are so on level now. Now, how many years have I you been that. doing this? One. So this is your first. I did not wait. Yes, You're on your second year. Second year. Yeah, and that's that awesome. is a miracle. Oh my gosh, it's a miracle how much of a fighter I am. I I just could feel this coming and I just know that I'm our youth or anything, everything I want to do in life is save our youth. And well, I went to the that's, a, that's, that's a noble, that's a noble legacy. And um, I've had this discussion with several of my guests before. For me personally, my discovery, you know, I started thinking about my legacy and, you know, three, four generations on, you're hardly remembered. Although I think with technology, today's generation will be more likely to be, but you know, the legacy question comes in. So you have a legacy of, um, you know, the, the critical thinkers who can make the decisions based on, you know, knowing right versus wrong and understanding the, the true uh, detail and information and nuances of our history and, and going forward in that manner. For me, the legacy is just doing everything I can to preserve the, the individual liberty focus of our country and, and where that's come from. So we're pretty pretty much on the same page as far as that goes. Um, and I have asked parents too to, to consider that. And so when a, if a parent is interested and wants to talk to you about getting their child or children enrolled, what do they do, where do they go? Okay, so you can reach out to us on our website, which is hamiltonlibertyacademy.com. Our phone number, and excuse me as I go, is 202-681-0742. That's listed right on our main page. Say that well. again. 202-681-0742. That's okay. listed on our main page. You can also reach out to me um, or our, any of our staff through HamiltonLibertyAcademy at gmail.com. Excellent. Um, so what would you like to leave people thinking about? And what do you think is the primary reason? What... what uh, what should parents understand that they're getting from you that they're not going to get from competitors or traditional education? I hate to say that the others are not like this, and I don't mean any disrespect to anybody else, but I am different. I truly care about the youth, and I don't care if I save one at a time. I look at it like I've already saved three with my beautiful three children, and the rest is just icing on the cake. But there are people like me, and someday I will hire them as we grow, but I care. And it's all about our youth. They're in danger in every aspect around them. And if right. we don't stand up now, who's going to? And I couldn't wait. I just couldn't wait. I see more dangers ahead. 
I'm getting notices that the kids are possibly going to go back online this fall as they worry about more pandemics. And um, I just can't see us shutting down our children again. We don't care if they live. We don't care what they want to be. I mean, what are we going to stand up and say we care? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. So is the artwork behind you yours? Yes, it is. That's excellent. And do you have a separate? you have a separate, uh, uh, do you sell it? Do you have a separate place to I go do. for that? So I am known as LadyHamiltonArt.com is where you can go for that. I'm probably actually more famous than that. Um, the one directly behind me right here is called Justice. She has been in 17 different shows. I was supposed to be the headliner at the New York City Library downtown in New York City right when COVID happened. This one behind me is a Statue of Liberty called um, only love, or, love can conquer hate. They take me about a, a semester, because I was in college doing these, but it takes me about a semester to do them because the research that has to go into them has to be accurate. It can't be fake news or false. Right. It has to be completely accurate. Um, and people ask me too, they're like, why did you put the Constitution backwards? Well, yeah. I feel like, you know, we're in a time of turmoil. Same reason for an upside down flag. I should switch right. my background to be upside down. We need to get it straight. Right. I know our forefathers fought for a nation that we all be free for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And we That's need to right. also remember this. We're a republic. You know, That's we right. are a republic, one nation under God. And, oh, one last final note. We say the prayer and a pledge every single morning. And I usually play some version of the national anthem or God Bless America. If I can make it through, you know, I, sometimes I cry because there's some songs that put me down to my knees, you know. Um, <laughs> they touched me so well. I'm very thankful for coming from a, a military and patriarch father and mother. That's funny. People wonder what this band is on my arm here. It says music is the soul's voice. And uh, that's exactly right. So I have that same love for music and, and the the meaning and, and uh, the communication that comes from music is is overwhelming. So. So that's really cool. Give the name of uh, both websites again, please. Okay. So our school is HamiltonLibertyAcademy.com, and you can find my artwork at LadyHamiltonArt.com. Very good. Thank you, Moira. It's been a pleasure to talk with you, and we'll have you back uh, you. to talk about how you're growing, and I think you will. You have a, a noble and uh, worthwhile venture, and you are a patriot, and you're welcome back anytime. So Thank let me you. know how it's going. I'm truly honored. Thank you so much, Joe. I really appreciate this. You're very welcome. Thanks. Thank you. So there you have it. Go and check out Hamilton Liberty Academy and check out uh, her artwork as well. I'll put the, the links in the description below. Now, just a reminder, I won't be having a show like this next Sunday because I'll be down in Missouri for Mike Lindell's uh Moment of Truth Summit, and I'm looking forward to that. I will be, as I said, streaming some updates from there. So you can check that out on Rumble or and CloudHub. And um, one last thing, as we discussed there, Moira and I, uh, there is definitely a battle of good versus evil. Stand up and say something, protect your kids, and join the fight. We'll see you next time.